It comes as something of a shock when your optician tells you I'm making an urgent appointment for you at the eye pavilion. That happened to me almost exactly a year ago. The technical name for what she found is wet macular degeneration. Put simply, fluid, possibly from a blood vessel, had leaked into that part of the retina, known as the macula, responsible for central vision. I hadn't noticed any change, but left untreated, it could cause blurred vision or a blind spot. The worst-case scenario, you can lose your sight altogether. It took me a year to discover that Portobello had a branch of the Macular Society. We first heard from Anne Dignan a few weeks ago when we learned about the storytelling club here, but she also runs the Macular Group. It's been going since 2015, so ostensibly seven years, and we still have some of our founder members, but sadly some have passed away, but we've got new members coming all the time. It's quite a dynamic group. It's not just people gathering here in order to share information, isn't it? It's all about socialisation and sharing hints and tips and just realising we're all in the same boat. And it's very, very important because especially after pandemic times, people have had so many worries and concerns about their eyesight and it's such a relief to them to be able to share their worries and concerns with each other. But indeed, just to meet people and have a general chat about things out with macular as well. So it's very important that this group keeps going. The Macular Society was founded 35 years ago in 1987 and since then has supported over half a million people. There are over 400 local groups around the UK. The regional manager for the south-east of Scotland is Iona McLean. She was appointed to the role just six months ago and this week paid her first visit to the Portobello Group. The Macula Society is a UK-wide charity providing lots of advice, information and support to people who are experiencing sight loss as a result of age-related macular degeneration. Sorry, could you just explain what age-related macular degeneration is for the general public who don't know? Yeah, age-related macular degeneration is a, a disease of the eye which affects central vision. So that causes central vision loss but leaves your peripheral vision intact. But what kind of services do you offer? One of the the main services that I focus on are the support groups. Support groups run across the UK. For South East Scotland, we've got groups in Edinburgh, Fife, Forth Valley, and I also cover Kelso and Galashiels area as well down in the borders. The groups are there, you know, to provide a support network for people who are experiencing maybe difficulties with the condition. They've maybe been newly diagnosed. Some of them are informal. They come along for a chat and a coffee. But, you know, within that, there's a lot of advice and information and support, hints and tips and things like that. So that's one of the main ones. We also have our advice and information line, which you can phone up about anything and everything. They would be able to signpost you onto different services if they didn't have the information. We also have our befriending service as well. And we also have a counselling service too, amongst many other things. Back in 1987, a diagnosis of macular degeneration was much more serious than it is today. There are now treatments available which help to slow down its progress 
and, as Iona points out, the Macular Society has made, and continues to make, a significant contribution to research into this condition. The Macular Society's aim is, is to beat macular disease, and the way that we do that is by supporting research. And there are lots of different ways that people contribute to research via donations, the support groups contribute to the, the research funds as well. People can join our research database if they want to get involved in research. So we basically we can become volunteers if new treatments become available? That's right. People can sign up online. There's an online form to join our research participant database. Or equally, if people need assistance to complete that form, we can contact them and do that over the phone with them as well. This is the first time you've been to this particular group. How does it compare? been really welcomed today it's been lovely and lovely to meet lots of new people lovely to meet Anne who's the group leader and it's really important for me to say as well thank you to all of the volunteers that you know do support the groups because they do a wonderful job not just running the support groups but welcoming new members and contributing to the macular society in lots of other ways as well it must have been quite difficult coming into this organisation at a time when there was still a certain amount of lockdown. Yeah, so I think one of the wonderful things about the Macular Society is how we have managed to still provide support to people throughout the pandemic, mainly being through moving a lot of the support groups to the telephone and people joining that way. Again, it, it's down to how our volunteers have supported people throughout COVID and as with anything I think it's just making adaptions and, and human beings are, are good at that and adapting to new situations and um, we'll continue to support groups to get back to meeting face to face as well. Also paying a visit to Portobello this week was Debbie McGregor from the recently formed Site Scotland. She explained it came about through the amalgamation of a number of organisations, but like Iona, in terms of her own role, it couldn't have come at a worse time thanks to the pandemic. Site Scotland was the Royal Blind School. They changed their name over a year ago. It was the War Blinded and the Royal Blind, and now we are called Site Scotland and Site Scotland Veterans. Where I work is the Family Wellbeing Service. It's a very, very new service set up in October 2020, and we support families and the individuals with sight loss. So it's not just the person with the sight loss, it's their family as well. And it's a support line which people can phone, a free phone number, for any sort of support with their vision. Equipment, visual aids, rehabilitation, canes, signposting to other support groups, befriending, endless, endless What do you mean by befriending? We're setting up volunteers at the moment. It's not been something we've been able to offer during lockdown, but recruiting at the moment, and that's hopefully a, a service where if someone's feeling isolated or unable to now go out on their own or needing company or somebody to go a walk with, it's hopefully a service that we can offer in the future, just company and help to people. It must be very frustrating that you started up and then had essentially to cope with lockdown. <laughs> yeah, what we initially set up to do actually didn't happen. So initially we were supposed to do home visits, go out into the community, meet people, set up groups. And about two weeks after we opened in October, we went into the second lockdown and no home visits. Everything was done over the phone, making contacts with other groups. Telephone support was the main thing for quite a few months. So we'd already established relationships with groups and individuals by the time we were able to go out and actually meet them. As with the Macular Society, Site Scotland makes it as easy as possible to get in touch. 
and there are details about both in the notes to this episode. You would phone the support line, which is an 0800 number. There's lots of adverts on TV. The phone number is everywhere. You can contact by email. You can contact through Facebook, social media. You can email or phone us and speak to a telephone advisor and then be probably referred to one of the community workers who would probably arrange a home visit if the telephone advisor hasn't been able to give you. So that would actually allow you to establish the kind of needs that a patient would have, so whether that's visual aids. Basically no two phone calls will ever be the same. Somebody could be phoning up looking for a befriender, somebody could be phoning up looking for a blue badge. I I take it with something like the blue badge that is very often going to be for the driver as opposed to the person with the complicated vision. That's right. So the blue badge would be for the family member who needs it for the person with the VI. For Anne Dignant, this week's meeting was especially important in bringing the two organisations together and sharing their vision to the local group in Portobello. The support offered to patients and their families will be all the greater when all the support services collaborate. I thought it would be very good for Debbie to be able to liaise with Iona and likewise other way round about. I have seen Debbie before because I've had to talk about some members' needs and signpost her to where she could meet them, either in their own home or out in a cafe. I think it's good that all the charities need to know that they've got to work together for the good of the end user. After all, if you've got an eyesight condition, any eyesight organisation charity can support you with accessibility aids, counselling, literature or online resources. Iona has provided us with so many contact details about events and has also highlighted what is going on in research, which of course, as you know, that is one of the main reasons that we have the Macular Society, is because they can fund ongoing and very exciting, fast-paced research. I think they work really well together, the Macular Society, the Guide Dogs, the RNIB, Visibility, Deaf Action, Deaf Blind. We all work collaboratively. We're all, you know, in touch with each other, you know, looking for support. A lot of us are dealing with the same people. So, yeah, you're not poaching from anybody or, you know, you just want to help the individual as much as you can. And that might be signposting elsewhere if we can't offer enough support. The Portobello group doesn't just get together for the regular meetings. Anne is keen to stress that they can have some fun as well. Next month we're going to national libraries to have a guided private tour of their treasures exhibition where we'll look at old maps, literature and documents which have been held in National Library and we do many other things. We also have speakers in, we've had speakers in from Age Scotland who have been doing a health and fitness regime with us called Body Boosting Bingo, which was just wonderful fun. So we have a wide variety of speakers either come in or we go out to various places. I'd like to think that our organisation works not in um, an enclosed space. I like to think that there are no walls and no barriers that people can come in and we can go out. John Gilligan has been a member of the group since the start. So what benefits has he got from it? You meet up with other people who suffer from the same problems as you do. You learn a wee bit more about them. So it's, it's, it's comforting to know that you're not alone. And of course, one thing that we'll have heard from Anne is that there are outings arranged which help to brighten up your life, I suppose. 
Oh, they do to some extent, but I'm quite happy with the meetings. Well, the people who suffer from macular are mostly older people. Well, I've had you know macular disease for quite a long while. But the older you get, the more important it is to have you keep in contact with people because you lose an awful lot of contact so coming to the meeting you know, every month you know, that, that gets you out of the house and it gets you you're meeting people it's a good thing in itself As John pointed out macular degeneration mainly affects older people but not exclusively For some it starts much earlier in life though thankfully that's relatively rare But no matter what age it means that sight problems are all too often out of sight when it comes to the political agenda. So at the start of next month, the Macular Society and others will be at Holyrood to let MSPs know about the condition and why they should take more interest in how it affects their constituents. Ayanna McLean again. One of the roles of the Macular Society is to act as an advocate for people with the condition. And certainly in Scotland, we are attending the Eye Health Day up at Holyrood on the, the 1st of June between six and eight and I mentioned at today's meeting for the Portobello group that people should try and contact their local MSPs to encourage them to get there and share with them how important it is to raise awareness of, of eye health. It's a great opportunity. The Macular Society will be there with Cathy Yelth who is the Macular Society's chief executive and we will also have a speaker there as well who is uh, there to share patient experience. The Portobello Group of the Macular Society meets on the second Wednesday of each month upstairs in the library. It's open to people who either suffer from the condition or are helping them to live as normal a life as possible. Details of how to get in touch are in the description to this episode. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.